Hi, am I on the air? Yep. Fuck. Thanks. Do I have everybody's attention now? Do I have everybody's attention now? Don, I got you. Don, Do I, I have everybody's Sunday attention night. now? You put them cameras on me, then you must be willing To get that heart touched, it's a must-see feeling The news ain't good, then it must be villain So I say it's ad-grounded, I don't trust these feelings Spread across your nose, and I'm on your air High as next on the cloud Am I in the air, Sunday night's prime time I flex mine better, Voltron transform to DX Don Mega and unseen, you probably think I'm nice Cause I slow like a stream to your wireless device And the smoke full of steam any given night, I'll show up like a piece of any given slice. And for the latest and what is best about I, tune in and tune the rest out, Don. You gotta tell them, am I in the clear? Is this thing gone? Am I on the air? On the air. What is going down, everybody? Welcome to the best damn entertainment show, podcast, radio show, however you want to look at it, on the interwebs. This is Am I on the Air? I am your host, Don Mega. It is a brand new episode here on this weekly episodic show. It's season 10, episode 9. Today's show is titled... Chappie's business. Um, Chappie's business, of course, relating to our two big movie reviews of the week, which is, of course, going to be Chappie, uh, and Unfinished Business, the new Vince Vaughn, so to speak, comedy uh, that is out right now. So that's just to give you a heads up on what's going down there. Um, Welcome to the show. Once again, I'm so excited to be back on this Wednesday, March the 11th. So, uh, lots of news to bring you and um, get you caught up to speed in the latest and greatest of TV and movie entertainment news. Uh, first and foremost, I want to thank everybody that checked out Red Dragons Assemble. That is the brand new mashup show that we got going on over at Red Dragons Radio. I, um, you know, spent a, a good amount of time last week. Trying to get you all to know what Red Dragons Assemble is, what it means to us, what we're trying to accomplish. It's a brand new show, and I really wanted to kind of get the word out there, and hopefully people would be interested and check it out. And a a lot of you were. And for those of you that haven't, please, 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 please check out Red Dragons Assemble. If you go to reddragonsradio.com, you can listen to the show right there. And, um... Just click on the link. It's a brand new show hosted by myself, along with Geeky Pat and um, Peeps. So the three of us uh, will be doing that show once a month. So please check it out, Red Dragons Assemble. Uh, You can also now get that show on Stitcher and iTunes as well, on top of, of course, reddragonsradio.com. Alright, and I hope you have subscribed to our Instagram channel. It's Instagram forward slash Am I on the Air. Just give a search for Am I on the Air and you should be able to find it no problem. Right there you can see 15 second movie reviews um, for all the movies that we talk about. It's just a nice little extra spot to get a little bit of information out. 
So without further ado, let's get into our movie reviews. I'm going to start with Unfinished Business. Uh, this is the new Vince Vaughn comedy along with Dave Franco um, and Tom Wilkinson. And I tell you, man, the, the, this trailer dropped a couple months ago, and I thought the trailer was great, uh, especially the Red Band trailer. The Red Band, Red Band trailer just had me cracking up so much. Um, I was so impressed by it. I was like, this is going to be a really good movie. So I've been really, really looking forward to it. Um, and then the movie came out on Friday, and it started just getting really bad reviews. And I was like, damn, man, that sucks. Like, cause I, I almost, I feel bad for Vince Vaughn because his movies lately have just been getting shredded. And I don't, and me personally, I don't think that they deserve to. Um, his last movie, Delivery Man, I thought was a really good movie and deserved to be better. Um, I really liked the internship from last year. Um, I loved the watch with him and Ben Stiller and, um, Jonah Hill. I think that movie's hilarious. So, I really dig Vince Vaughn. Like, I haven't lost... I know a lot of people are like, I'm done. I'm like off the Vince Vaughn train. Um, but I'm not. And seeing the Red Band trailer for Unfinished Business, I was like, it's Vince Vaughn. It's going to be this, like, party work, like, movie. It's going to be tight. And I almost got aside with the critics on this one. Um, it just... It didn't provide me what I expected based off... Just based off of the trailers. Um... I, it's a far stretch for me to even call this film a straight-up comedy. The trailer sells it to you as a laugh-your-ass-off, over-the-top comedy. And I'll tell you, it's more of a drama than it is anything else. Um, the most comedy that's in it all are everything from the Red Band trailer. Everything. Every single laugh, every single joke... Everything is from the Red Band trailer. If you watch the Red Band, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about if you watch this movie. Those are all the laughs. Nothing else. So it's really, really sad that that's how this came to be. Uh, I'm sitting there, and the only times I chuckled was the stuff from the trailers, and I already knew what was coming. Uh, the rest of the movie is just a very drama kind of driven film about Vince Vaughn and, and Dave Franco and Tom Wilkinson kind of, you know, leaving this big uh, firm and kind of starting their own business and they're struggling and they're having such a hard time with everything. And, you know, and they get this deal and then, of course, the deal is not as locked as they thought it was and, and it's about closing this business deal. It's not very funny. It just isn't. And... It's very unfortunate, because like I said, I'm a big Vince Vaughn supporter, and, and I want his stuff to do good, but, you know, like with Delivery Man, I knew Delivery Man wasn't a ha-ha kind of funny film, so I understood that, and going into it, I didn't feel shafted, so I enjoyed Delivery Man. Unfinished Business is sold as a big party movie, and it's going to be so funny, and it just really wasn't when it came down to it all the funny parts, I call this the Hangover 3 Syndrome, all the funny parts were in the trailer, and it was a disappointment for me, so uh, out of 5 stars, I gave Unfinished Business 2 out of 5, it was just okay, and, I mean, I didn't hate the movie, but it just wasn't what I was being sold, so 2 out of 5 for me on that. 
Now we go to Chappie. Hello, Chappie. Happy Chappie. Uh, Chappie is the new film from Neil Blomkamp, who is the director of District 9 and Elysium. He's going to be doing the new Aliens movie. Um, you know, I, once again, the trailers came out for this, and I was like, yeah, Chappie looks pretty tight. You know, you got you Jackman as the villain. This is going to be pretty cool. Um, it's a letdown, <laughs> just to be honest, once again. 2015 is not off to the biggest of bangs, let's just say that. I mean, we're only in March, and, and we got a lot of two- and three-star kind of movies going on right now. Nothing really knocking our socks off, I mean, besides Kingsman. Um, and that's really, really sad. Um, but, you know, Chappie, I just expected a lot from it. I had very high hopes. I uh, went and saw it with Geeky Pat, and we checked it out in IMAX. And, you know, yeah, it looked beautiful in IMAX, but, I mean, it just, it almost, it makes you, I know Geeky Pat said he felt ripped off at the end of the movie. He felt like it wasn't worth the $15 for an IMAX film. And, you know, for me, I wouldn't quite say that just because, for me, I like the IMAX experience. I like the better screen. I like the better sound. So even if I don't enjoy the movie as much, I'll never really say that the IMAX let me down because uh, the IMAX is totally worth it um but you know this this film kind of let me down a little bit because it wasn't as awesome as i hoped it to be i did enjoy the chappy robot um what i didn't enjoy was the was the protagonist like these it was it, i they're called like die ant word uh it's this rap group from like africa or something like and and neil blancamp put them in the movie they it was the guy ninja and the chick with the really messed up haircut um you see him in the trailer she's the one that names chappy um hello you named chappy you happy chappy um it's they're in the movie a lot and they're not actors, and I don't know why Neil Blomkamp just wanted to put, like, hey, it's one of my favorite bands, let me just put you in my movie. Um, it doesn't really work like that, Neil, because uh, I, I heard he wanted to do that with Elysium, too. Instead of Matt Damon, he wanted it to be Eminem, and Eminem said no. Um, so he's got this kind of tendency to go for musical artists, which I heard that the ninja guy was just a pain. Um, but, you know, you have Hugh Jackman in there, and you have uh, Dave Patel, uh, you know, who's the guy that invented Chappie, and he's the one that kind of gave him, like, his his, his life uh, force, so to speak. Um, the movie's about, like, there's a bunch of these Chappie robots that are basically, it's a couple years in the future, and they have taken over the police force. Like, they do all the normal police work. And um, Dave Patel, who invented these robots, he comes up with a way that he thinks, like, I could put a consciousness into a robot, and he does it on a test robot, which ends up becoming Chappie, uh, who has kind of the mentality of, like, a little kid, and they're trying to teach him and everything. Um, there's a little bit of twists and turns from, like, the way the... <laughs> Excuse me. The way the trailer represents the movie and how it really kind of plays out. Um, you Jackman's not in it very much at all, you know, I was expected this big, you know, bad guy, like, he's going, he's going after this robot the whole movie, and it doesn't really, that doesn't really play out, uh, to the very end, um, I didn't, I, you, this movie just kind of falls in the middle for me, like, I didn't hate it, and I didn't love it, like, I don't even know if I would buy this on Blu-ray, maybe, if the price was right, <laughs> um, it, it's a good visual movie, and it has some really good parts. I mean, there was a lot of chuckles I got out of it. There's certain scenes with Chappie where he starts kind of acting gangsta, and, you know, and all this stuff, and, um, 
Oh man, and speaking of Chappie just reminded me that I was going to call this episode Tits Up. Um, I think I will still call this episode Tits Up. It just reminded me of that. I We were watching this movie and, you know, the movie takes place in, uh, in South America and... Um, the, the, the language used in this movie was just all over the place. And at one point they said, oh, everything's just going tits up. And I looked at Geeky Pat and I said, tits up. That's next week's Am I on the Air episode title. Um, so <laughs> he was like, yeah, do it. Um, so I, I totally spaced it. You know, I'm sitting here calling tonight's episode Chappie's Business. Um, but I like tits up better. So we're going to on the fly change tonight's episode so welcome once again season 10 episode 9 tonight's show tits up uh on am i on the air <laughs> uh anyways so you know uh it, like i said chappy it just it, it's not a bad movie um it just it does have highs it has lows and in the end for me it kind of fell in the middle uh i gave chappy three out of five stars uh, I know Geeky Pat said he was thinking like two, two and a half. I wouldn't really argue that fact. Um, but, you know, I, I thought it was better than okay because of the parts that did make me laugh. And there was, I liked when there was some action scenes. And it definitely made me feel, like I hate when I feel for a robot, you know. Like in Transformers 1, Bumblebee's getting destroyed. And I'm like, no, don't touch Bumblebee. And, and there's a part in this movie where Chappie's kind of getting picked on and these kids are you know, shooting them and throwing fire things at them, and he's just like, leave me alone, like, I'm not trying to cause trouble with you, and it's hard to not, like, you're like, you know, like feeling emotional over this robot, I'm like, leave him alone, um, you know, and it's just things like that that make me, you know, kind of attached to a movie, so I, I, en- I enjoyed what he was trying to do, I just wish they would have maybe used some different actors, <laughs> a little bit of a different setup, uh, but in the end result, I would say it was good, uh, you know, not great, not bad, it was good, and it was enjoyable, um, you know, a lot of people like to ask me, like, well, should I go see it in the theater, um, or wait for DVD, Redbox, whatever, uh, I would say dollar theater on this one, um, you know, I'd even say regular theater, uh, you know, I'll kind of agree with Geeky Pat, there's no reason to really pay the extra money for IMAX or anything on it, but I, I thought it was a decent watch for what it was, so I would say, you know, like I said, three out of five for me on Chappie. Alright, so now let's get to our news of the week, and uh, kicking it off, I'm going to say there is a new trailer for Mr. Holmes, this is the new film starring Ian McKellen, so you can check that out. We also have the new trailer for Selfless, um, which is a new sci-fi thriller starring um, Ryan Reynolds and Ben Kingsley. I think this looks really, really good. I was excited to see this trailer. It's like Ben Kingsley kind of trying to live forever, and he keeps transporting his life force kind of into other bodies, and he becomes Ryan Reynolds for a while. And it looks like a really cool sci-fi film. I think it comes out this summer. I never heard of it before, but definitely check out the trailer. Uh, Mike Coulter, who's going to be Luke Cage in the upcoming Netflix show, uh, he did a, a nice little interview that you can check out on our Twitter and our Facebook page, where he's basically talking about um, playing Luke Cage and how dirty and gritty uh, this film's going to be, or this TV series is going to be. He sa- he claims it's going to be the darkest that um, Netflix has ever done, or Marvel's ever done, uh, so to speak. So I I'm that made me really really excited that they're going to really push the envelope. I already know that they're pushing the envelope 
on the Netflix shows. Uh, I heard Daredevil's basically PG-14. It's taking, they're like, we're one step before R, but not quite there, but we're pushing the PG-13 as far as we could go. Um, so, uh, definitely looking forward to the Luke Cage show, um, which is going to debut next year on Netflix, but he'll debut first in the AKA Jessica Jones show, uh, that's coming out. Uh, so very, very cool. Getting excited. Uh, we're the Miller's director is going to be adapting the board game slash comic series called dust, uh, over for Lionsgate. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is joining forces with Netflix for documentaries. Him and his company are going to be doing some documentary work for Netflix. Um, 20th Century Fox has shifted the dates for Spy, Poltergeist, and Paper Towns. Uh, Poltergeist will now hit theaters on May 22nd. It got moved up. Spy will be released now on June 5th. Um, and then now Paper Towns will be released on July 24th. Uh, looking forward to Poltergeist. It was originally supposed to come out, I believe, in July. So now it's coming out at the end of May, which means the company's got a lot of uh, a lot of potential on that. And, of course, Spy is the new movie with uh, Melissa McCarthy, um, you know, where she's with uh, Jason Statham and all those guys. And uh, it looks really good. I think Spy looks hilarious. Uh, I'm really excited about that. And... Um, so, yeah, when I first heard Spy was getting pushed back, I was like, no, damn it. Uh, but it ends up, it's only being pushed back by a week. So, nothing nothing too crazy. It's just going from the end of May to June 5th. No biggie. Uh, Diablo Cody is going to be rewriting the Barbie movie, so that's really interesting. Uh, Fox is developing George McDonald Frazier's Flashman series uh, with Ridley Scott. I don't know much about the Flashman series, but that'll be cool. Uh, I think we talked about this on last week's episode, but I'll just reiterate that Luke Evans is set to play Gaston in Disney's Beauty and the Beast, and Dan Stevens is going to be playing the actual Beast up in the movie. Uh, we have the link. I talked about all the MTV Movie Award nominations last on last show. Uh, we have the link now posted where you can go vote, because it's all based on fan voting, so go check that out. Brian Singer is going to be doing the sci-fi classic The Moon is a Harsh Mistress over at Fox. They're going to be calling the movie Uprising, though. So if you hear anything about Uprising, that's what it is. It is him doing the sci-fi movie The Moon is a Harsh Mistress over at Fox. Uh, Let's see here. Um, Cara Develine, who is going to be the Enchantress in the Suicide Squad movie, she says this movie is going to blow people's brains out. Uh, she was on set the other day and looking at some stuff, and she was super excited with what she saw. So very, very cool. Uh, Homeland star Chris Chalk has joined Gotham. He's going to be Lucius Fox. So he's replacing uh, Morgan Freeman uh, over in that role there. Uh, Hannibal Season 3 will be debuting on NBC on June 4th. I know a lot of people are excited about that. I could not get into Hannibal. I tried, just couldn't do it, but it'll be debuting June 4th. I know a lot of people have been waiting for that. Uh, NBC has also released premiere dates for Aquarius and some other shows. You can see the full article up on our page. Uh, Octavia Spencer has been cast as God in Lionsgate's new movie, The Shack. The Shack. Uh, Don't know much else about it at that point. Uh, We have the first images 
uh, of Supergirl. We've been talking a lot about this Supergirl TV show coming out, and we have the first images of her, Melissa Benoist, in her full Supergirl costume, which I think it looks really, really good. I was going back and forth with some of the other guys here on Red Dragons Radio, and I know me and Geeky Pat like it a lot. We, we feel it kind of fits in with the mold of Flash and Arrow and all that stuff, but I know like Friggins and Peeps, like they were kind of like, eh, we want more color, and I don't really think it fits into that universe, and I don't know, I'd have to disagree. I think it fits in really, really well with the universe. It's kind of got the darker red color, which matches Flash's outfit. Um, I think the tones really fit the universe. Um, And it looks updated. It doesn't look as, you know, bright and kind of cheesy as the original Supergirl back in the 80s and stuff. So I, I really liked it, so... Uh, if you haven't seen the pictures of her, she looks really cool. We There's two official photos that were that have been posted, and I have them up on our Facebook page. If you just uh, check out the photo gallery, you can see that. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith says that she will not be back for Gotham Season 2. Uh, I know some people like Peeps and uh, Friggins are happy about this. Uh, I, I think she's pretty cool on the show. I mean, I don't really feel one way or the other, so if she doesn't, you know she doesn't want to come back then she doesn't want to come back i mean i'm not i'm not heartbroken over it so you know it is what it is right that's what the, that's what the people say um yeah i i can take her or leave her uh she just sounds like i mean she did an interview and, and they just said what's up with gotham season two and she said i signed for one season and that season's done so i'm done and it just it didn't seem like she cared that much you know, and if somebody isn't into a show or doesn't care, then I don't think this should be a part of it anyway. She didn't badmouth it or anything, but I just felt like she wasn't like, well, we'll see. You know, I signed a one-year contract, but we're we're working on some things in the future. She just made it sound like I'm I'm done. Like I did one season and my season's up. So, um, yeah. Um, Jeremy Renner is set to join Amy Adams in a new sci-fi film called Story of Your Life. Um, this movie actually sounds really cool. I just don't understand why it's called Story of Your Life because that makes no sense. It doesn't go with this sci-fi film of aliens coming and all this kind of stuff. So, whatever. But Jeremy Renner, Amy Adams, I'll take it. Sci-fi film, cool. Speaking of Jeremy Renner, uh, we finally have confirmation that he will be appearing in Captain America Civil War. He'll be reprising his role as Hawkeye, and he'll be in Captain America Civil War. I'm super excited about this. Um, It it was funny because right after we saw Chappie, I was talking with Geeky Pad, and we were kind of speculating on Avengers, and you know, a lot of people think, oh, someone's going to die, and all this stuff, and I told Geeky Pat, I said, you know who I think's going to die? It's probably going to be Hawkeye. I said, and the only reason I'm saying that Hawkeye's going to die is because everybody is signed to do Captain America Civil War, except for Jeremy Renner. I'm like, the only thing, and the only reason I can think of why he wouldn't be signed to do the film is if they killed him off in Avengers. And then literally, like, two or three days later, Jeremy Renner gets confirmed for Captain America um, Civil War, so I guess I gotta take that back uh, but that's good news, it means Jeremy Renner is not dying, uh, so so far I don't think anybody's gonna die because unless it's the Hulk because everybody in the Marvel MCU is signed to do another movie at this point except for the Hulk, so maybe Hulk is, uh, you know Maybe they do launch him off at the end of this movie and, we, and we're going towards Planet Hulk or something like that or he's going to mash with Guardians of the Galaxy or something. Who knows? Because there is no Bruce Banner lined up for Civil War and he's not signed to do any other film in the near future. So um, everybody else has a gig. 
So, Civil War is shaping up. Anthony Mackie jokingly said, you know, this is Avengers 3.8, and he's not wrong. I mean, with every name they add, this is becoming an Avengers film, and less and less and less of a Captain America film. You know? So, it's it's definitely getting interesting. Um, but I'm very happy to hear that, because it's about time that we get to see Hawkeye in a non-Avengers film. He, need, he needs some more exposure. He was supposed to be in The Winter Soldier, and it just unfortunately didn't work out at the end of that. Um... There's a cool video from the producer of Dread where he says, he explains what it'll take to get a sequel, and quite frankly, he says it takes two things, money and Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> so that's that's his cure for doing a Dread sequel. He says we need the financing and we need to get the Rock to come onto this film because he says the Rock saves franchises and he'll bring in the money. So he he wants the Rock and some money and then everybody you'll get your Dread sequel. Pretty funny uh, video there. Uh, Damon Wayans Jr. is joining How to Be Single. Uh, it's a new movie getting put together. Uh, Mark Paul Gosselier, Mr. Zach Morris himself, is going to be starring in NBC's new comedy, People Are Talking. Uh, I love Mark Paul Gosselier. I've always been a fan of his. And I really like Franklin and Bash, which was his last show over on TNT. And then that just got canceled. So I'm glad to see that he's already, um, you know, lined up his next gig, man. It's good to see him. It's good to see him working. Putting in, putting in the work. Um, NBC has canceled Allegiance. This is their new show. It's only been on for like five episodes, and they've already canceled it. So I had to bum a friend of mine out on Facebook who who posted she was watching Allegiance, and she's like, "I love this show. This is my favorite new show." And I, uh, <laughs> I commented and I said, "Don't get too attached. This show's about to get canceled." And I posted that to her about a day before this article came out, and I was like, uh, "Sorry, uh, yeah, no more Allegiance over on NBC." Uh, we have a cool article up with Joss Whedon talking about the Vision and Ultron up in Avengers Age of Ultron, so you can check that out. Um, let's see here. Congratulations to American Sniper. American Sniper has now passed The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1 as 2014's biggest domestic movie with a current total of $337 million. Uh, so let me kind of break this down just a tad, because you might be saying, American Sniper isn't a 2014 film. On the books, it technically is, and that's because American Sniper was released in limited release in a couple theaters in 2014, right before Christmas, um, so that they could, um you know, be open and eligible for the Oscars because the movie had to come out in 2014 to be eligible for an Oscar. Um, So they released it in like three and then four theaters before the end of the year, and then it got its wide release in the middle of January. And then, of course, that's when it blew up. I mean, literally in 2014, the film only made a million dollars. And then 2015 hit, and the movie just blew up. It skyrocketed. Nobody thought it was going to do this. I mean, the hunger, you know... Guardians of the Galaxy was the biggest domestic movie. When I say domestic, I'm talking about just in the United States. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was the biggest domestic film of the year, all the way up until late December, when Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1 took that record with like $336 million. 
and then this past week's box office, uh, American Sniper pulled in another $4 million, I believe, and that put it at that 337 therefore overthrowing uh, Mockingjay Part 1 and becoming 2014's biggest movie of the year. It's kind of crazy that American Sniper, which only made a million dollars in 2014, can be considered the year's biggest movie because of making all its money in 2015. It's really weird that the box office totals it like that, but I guess I can kind of see, you know, if the movie at least launches there and it has a good legs for several months, it can kind of hold on to it, but that just seems it just seems so unfair when you look at the bottom book of it and you're like, but it only made a million dollars last year. It's a great movie though. I'm not going to argue the fact. I just I'm mind blown. I don't, nobody in a million years would have predicted that American Sniper uh, would be the biggest movie of the year uh, at all. And I'm sure the Hunger Games people are pissed off because Catching Fire was the biggest movie of 2014. So they were in the record books as being like two movies two years in a row of being the top-grossing film, and now they lost that record. So, ugh. But congratulations there as it tops Hunger Games as the 2014 box office champion. Uh, we posted a really cool article, and I was it made me so happy again to be fans of these guys. A lot of people know about the bet that Chris Evans and Chris Pratt made over the Super Bowl, and basically uh, their bet was whoever lost would have to dress as their Marvel character and go to that um, the winner's uh, children's hospital and visit the sick kids. And Chris Pratt lost. And so Chris Evans uh, went with Chris Pratt to uh, his local children's hospital, and Chris Pratt was dressed up like Star-Lord, and they visited the kids, and they gave out some, you know, toys and hung out for the day, and it was really, really sweet. Um, and then this past week, even though Chris Evans won the bet, the, won the bet they went to... Um, Chris Pratt's hometown and went to his children's hospital and Chris Evans was dressed up in the full Captain America guard. He had the shield. He had everything. Um, and it was so cool. Even though he won the bet, he still dressed up like Captain America and went down and visited these sick kids. And it just, it really touched my heart. I posted these pictures on our Facebook page, even on my personal Facebook page and just really spoke about how much respect I have for Chris Pratt and Chris Evans for literally like, having fun with a, with a Super Bowl bet, but doing something special with their fame, you know? If I was famous and I was known for a character, I would love to do something like this. And it's so cool, like, to see these pictures of these sick kids, you know, holding the Captain America shield and chilling with Chris Evans, and it's just like, he didn't need to do that on his day off, and it was just really, really cool. And I commend both those guys, especially Chris Evans, because he won the bet and he didn't have to. And he said, you know what, it's for the kids, man. I'm going to do it anyway. And uh, so check out the pictures. Check it all out. It was such a sweet moment for all of them. And it really made me, you know, I really love the Marvel guys, and I've always been a big fan of Chris Evans and Chris Pratt. So it just made me even bigger fans of these guys. Very, very cool. Um... Also, in a box office milestone for American Sniper, I hate to backtrack back to that, but on top of becoming 2014's biggest domestic title, uh, it has also passed $500 million globally. So, very, very cool. 
Uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper's new film, Serena, is actually available now on iTunes and Google Play. Um, this film has been troubled from the get-go. It was supposed to come out last year, and it never did. Then it was supposed to come out at the beginning of this year, and it got pushed back. I believe it, it actually might still drop at the end of this month uh, domestically, but they decided to go ahead and just release it um, on demand. Um, and it's expensive, though. I mean, like, remember, like, when the interview came out on demand, it was like five bucks to rent. I think Serena's like eleven bucks, eleven or twelve bucks to rent. Um, I know they're just trying to capitalize, but everything I've heard about this movie is that it sucks, and that's why they're trying to just recoup some money on VOD rather than letting it go out and bomb uh, at the box office. So, but if you are interested in seeing Serena, it's available on iTunes and Google Play. Uh, we have the new trailer for The Forger, which is John Travolta's new film. We also have the new official trailer for Tomorrowland, uh, starring George Clooney. This is the first full-length trailer. The other one was just a teaser, so you can check that out. Um, Chris Hemsworth is now on Twitter, so you can tweet him at Chris Hemsworth. Uh, and I want to shout him out for doing a great job as host on SNL this past Saturday. He did a couple really cool skits. Uh, he did a great Avengers skit where he's like celebrating that. They're like, oh, they just the Avengers just defeated Ultron. And, and he's like behind the newscaster doing the running man. And he's like, woo! You know, like, my adrenaline level is through the roof. <laughs> and he's just, he's just having so much fun. And he's like, after party tonight at the Dave and & Buster's. And it was a really hilarious kind of clip. He, I thought he did a great job on SNL, so congratulations to Chris Hemsworth, uh, Thor himself. Um, we have the trailer for Veep Season 4 that you can check out. Uh, I don't know much about this. Maybe our boy Friggins does, and um, maybe Geeky Pad and stuff. But um, the company Valiant and DMG Entertainment, they're going to team up to bring Valiant's universe to the big screen. Valiant, I'm guessing, is a comic book series, (laughs) um, a comic book company like Marvel and DC, and that they've now secured some money and some financing to bring their characters, their superheroes, to life. Um, So that's pretty cool. Um, I've looked at some pictures. I've seen some of their characters. It looks cool. It's all superheroes. It could be really cool stuff, but I'm not familiar with this universe. So, um, you know, maybe we'll find out more on that down the road. But uh, very, very interesting. Um, So, yeah, let me know if you guys know anything more about uh, Valiant. Uh, Speaking of more casting stuff, we have a casting breakdown for the uh, Arrow and Flash spinoff series. Uh, Some new characters that they're looking at. They don't list who the new characters are. They list some descriptions of what they're looking for. Um, Remember, I talked about it on last week's show that they're looking to do the spinoff show with the Atom and Firestorm and Captain Cold and all these characters from the Flash and and, um, Arrow universe. And they're looking to bring in some new superheroes and villains uh, into this universe that will be exclusive for this show. So very, very cool. Uh, I also want to kind of quickly review uh, the new TV show, Powers. Uh, and, it, and really a TV show, but it is and it isn't. It's in the vein of a Netflix. Um, PlayStation Network is actually pulling a Netflix, and they're launching their own PlayStation Original series that you can actually watch television shows. And their first launch is a new show called Powers. 
Power star Shartlow Copley, uh, who is from District 9. He actually is the voice of Chappie. Uh, he was in Elysium as well. He was in the A-Team. Uh, he is a, a cop. who. This is a little bit in the future, and he's a cop for a division of the police department that's for going after superheroes and supervillains. Um, Shartlow's uh, character at one point was a character named Diamond, uh, who was a superhero, but he lost his powers. And then he became a cop and worked and works in this powers division of the police department. Um, it's it's a really cool concept. It's got superheroes, supervillains, all living together in this one world. Uh, but the superheroes and the villains have to register themselves with the police department, have create a profile so they know what kind of powers they have, what they're what are they dealing with, and it's actually really really unique. Um, if you're a place, you can watch the first episode for free right now on the PlayStation Network. If you're a PlayStation Plus member, you will have access to the entire first season for free. Um, currently only the first three episodes are up and available. So I watched all three episodes of the first season, uh, last night and I'm really into it. It's actually really, really good. So, uh, I don't know yet when, um, the rest of the season will be released. They're obviously not doing the Netflix form of, you know, here's all the episodes in one chunk. They have three episodes up right now. So maybe they'll do three episodes a month or something like that. I don't know. Uh, but, but so far... So good. So, um, and I know there's plans to do a second season and everything. And it's actually, you know, the budget seems pretty decent for it. And it's graphic. It's actually rated R. So, very interesting to have something like this about comic book people and this and that. I didn't think they would go that dark and kind of gruesome sometimes. Uh, there's Sometimes there's heads getting blown off. Um, but yeah, if you have PlayStation, if you're on a PS4 or a PS3 and you have a PlayStation Plus a membership, check out Powers. It's actually pretty pretty cool. And speaking of Netflix, uh, I got a shout out. Another show I got into this past week uh, is a Netflix exclusive show called The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, um, which is a new show by Tina Fey. And it was originally going to be on NBC and then Netflix picked it up. Um, and so all the episodes are available now. I'm only three or four episodes into the season currently. Um, but it's really damn funny. I like it a lot. So check it out. It's about this chick who's been held captive underground by like a religious cult for like the last 10 years of her life or so. And then she finally gets rescued and she gets freed and she moves to New York City and she's trying to like, you know, settle down in life in New York City. But she's got like this mentality of like this five-year-old because she's been trapped underground her whole life. So she doesn't know how to dress and she doesn't know how to act, handle money. You know, like, so it's actually, it's really, really cute, and the chick that plays Kimmy Schmidt, she's awesome, she's super adorable, and it's hard to not fall in love with her character, and I think it's really funny, Tina Fey knocks it out the park, the show's got a very 30 Rock kind of vibe to me, which I love 30 Rock, so I fell in love with it instantly right after the pilot, so if you have Netflix, I highly recommend you check out the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. All right, James Gunn says that Marvel is not going to be at Comic-Con this year. Uh, this is really shocking to me. I don't know if I believe it. Uh, you know, a lot of people go to see the Marvel panel. Um, you know, it's possible, but you know what? Comic-Con this year happens before Ant-Man comes out, so I don't see why they wouldn't be there to promote Ant-Man. And then on top of that, they would have already been filming Captain America Civil War for several months, and they could definitely show some first-ever first, first ever footage of Civil War at Comic-Con. I I think that they will be there. I You know, I don't, I'm not saying that James Gunn is lying, but... 
I, I think that they'll be there. I, I don't see them leaving out on this. Um, when I went to Comic-Con, they had only been... I went several years ago, and it was, right, it was about a year before Iron Man 2 came out. And they had only been filming Iron Man 2 for like a week. And they still showed us like a five-minute trailer for that movie. Captain America uh, Civil War starts filming next month. So it'll be filming for April, May, June. It might actually even be done filming by the time Comic-Con starts. So there's no reason that they couldn't go and and actually show some uh, Civil War footage and then help out Ant-Man as well. So I find it very hard to believe, but just reporting the news that James Gunn says that Marvel will not be at Comic-Con. Uh, we have the new poster and the new trailer for The Rock's new movie, San Andreas. I'm looking really forward to this film. This was in my top ten most anticipated films. If you want to hear my top ten most anticipated films, go check out Am I Still on the Air, our spinoff show. It's right on the website, and we did a top ten most anticipated countdown uh, with myself and Geeky Pat and Peeps. So uh, basically the Red Dragons Assemble crew, and we busted that out over there. So check that out. But the new San Andreas trailer looks really, really good. It's high-octane disaster movie. I love it. And uh, so that's going to be coming out at the end of May, I believe May 29th. So check out that new trailer and poster. Uh, HBO has officially announced their new standalone service. Uh, It will launch in April, uh, right before uh, Game of Thrones kicks off. And um, let's see here. Uh, da, da, da. and it, the unfortunate thing about it is that it's only going to be for Apple. Um, Apple TV is going to be the system that will launch it. Um, they have an exclusive contract with Apple at launch, so I don't know how long that contract is going to run for. Um, but when it runs out, uh, Apple did confirm yes, it will move on to other devices. Uh, at that point, which I'm sure to go to Android and all that other kind of stuff. Uh, but at launch in April, it will just be exclusively through Apple TV and iPods and, you know, iPads and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but at least it's coming, and it's only going to be 15 bucks a month, and you'll have access to the entire HBO catalog. Righty. Um... Let's see here. We also, speaking of Apple, released um, their pricing and release dates for the new Apple Watches. They are a joke. I'm sorry. I hate to sit here and rip on Apple, but once again, they're doing why I hate the iPhone. The iPhone comes out, it's super expensive, and it does features on the phone from two years ago on Android. That's what these watches are. I've been using a smartwatch for about a year now. I have the Samsung uh, Gear 2. My watch has a has a phone has a phone yeah it does a phone it has a camera it does all your little heart rate monitors and sleeping aids and timers and stopwatches and wallpapers and it does everything right and I bought it for three hundred dollars these Apple watches start at like five hundred and go to like a thousand dollars and they do nothing more than what my watch does I just don't understand how Apple thinks that they can get away with this shit and and I guess they can because people will go buy it because oh it's Apple even though these watches have been on the market already for a while on Android people just are so brainwashed on the Apple side of things and it's just really unfortunate because they're super expensive and they do nothing extra than what the um, already marketed Samsung uh, gears do so whatevs 
Um, Joel Kinnaman is confirmed finally for Suicide Squad. We've been saying and speculating for a while that he was replacing uh, Tom Hardy as Rick Flagg, and now it's been confirmed finally uh, from the studio that he will be in Suicide Squad. Uh, most people will know Joel Kinnaman as Robocop. He was the rebooted Robocop from last year. Uh, let's see here. We have the trailer for Game of Thrones Season 5, so you can check that out. It's on our Twitter page, by the way. Um, this is very interesting here. Um, Channing Tatum may be headlining a new Ghostbusters movie, uh, a male-led one. So this big news broke the other day. You know, the Russo brothers, I think I talked about it on last week's show, that the Russo brothers have signed a new deal with Sony, and they're doing this big thing with Sony, which made me start to think, man, are they taking over Spider-Man to help Marvel out? Because those are the guys that did uh, Winter Soldier, and they're going to be doing um, Civil War. And I'm like, okay, cool, send the Russos over there, make them do a Spider-Man movie, that's going to be awesome. Um, But then this word comes out a couple days ago that basically Sony wants to do a Ghostbusters shared universe. They literally are trying to pull a Marvel here, but do it with Ghostbusters. So the female version is moving ahead. They're going to bring in the Russos, who are going to uh, probably direct the new Ghostbusters film. Um, They brought in Drew Pierce, who wrote Iron Man 3. He's writing the script right now. Uh, Channing Tatum's company is producing the film, and he'll most likely star in the film. I've even heard rumors of Chris Pratt joining the film with him. Uh, And they're going to do a male version of the Ghostbusters film, like a year after the female one, set in the same universe, and then basically leading the doors open for Avengers-type crossovers, where the girls go with the guys, or maybe a couple of the girls go with a couple of the guys, and... Who knows, but they, they want to expand this to TV and movies and all of this stuff and have this shared Ghostbusters universe. It's kind of crazy. It came out of nowhere, and I'm just kind of shocked that the Russos are really behind this thing this hard because they're speculated to direct Avengers uh, Part 1 and 2 of the Infinity War. I don't know how they're going to do that if they're working on this Ghostbusters film. Um, so... On one hand, I'm like, that's kind of cool to put out a guy version of Ghostbusters again, especially if you're going to have like a Channing Tatum and a Chris Pratt together. Um, but it just seems kind of odd that they're really moving this hardcore into a Ghostbusters universe after they don't even know if the female one's going to be a hit yet. You know, like, why wouldn't you wait and see how your first movie does before you start planning a whole universe over it? So, that's just an idea of what's going on over at Sony and the Ghostbusters universe. Wow. Uh, The Walking Dead spinoff series has been given a two-season order uh, over at AMC. So, that's pretty cool. So, they're very confident in that, that they've already ordered two seasons of it. Stephanie Sigmund has joined uh, the new James Bond film Spectre as a new Bond girl named Australia. Uh, Lucy Lawless has joined the new Stars TV show, Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Um, I know a lot of people are super excited about this. I, when I posted this news the other day on Twitter, it got so many retweets and so many people responded so excited uh, that Lucy Lawless was going to be teaming up with Bruce Campbell in the um, Evil Dead TV series. So uh, it is a great addition, and uh, it was very cool news to see. Um, let's see here. 
production is officially underway on WB's The Jungle Book, directed by Andy Serkis, so they're filming that now. Kristen Stewart, Jesse Eisenberg, and Bruce Willis have been casted in the new Woody Allen film. Fox has put a delay on the Luther remake. They were going to have a Luther pilot done and release that show next uh, season on Fox. Um, but the pilot commitment was contingent on them finding a really good male lead star, and they have not found a male lead star, uh, so they're not going to make the pilot window, so they had to put a pause on the Luther U.S. remake. Uh, Netflix is going to be releasing Jeanette McCurdy's drama Between on a week-to-week basis. So that's a little bit different for Netflix. Um, Basically, this is a show that's going to be released in Canada, And the reason they can't just put all the episodes up on Netflix is because it's running in Canada and being shown, you know, weekly like a normal TV show would. So the only way that Netflix could get distribution rights to it was if they followed Canada's release schedule and just did one episode a week. So that is that. We have everything wrong with The Maze Runner in 16 minutes or less that you can check out. We have um, some new trailers. Uh, Marvel's Daredevil, speaking of Netflix, of course that new Daredevil show comes out next year. Or not next year, next month on April 10th. So we have the new second trailer for that. looks awesome. We have the new second trailer for Inside Out, which is the new Disney Pixar movie. Uh, Like I said, the new uh, San Andreas trailer too. We have the Honest trailer for Cinderella. And we also posted a viral clip announcing Zoolander 2. Yes, uh, yesterday was the Valentino Fashion Show. And to surprise everyone in the audience, it's playing Don't You Want Me Baby. And before the fashion show starts, uh, two male models walk out. And when they get close up to the camera, you start to see, you're like, Oh my god, it was Ben Stiller as Zoolander and Owen Wilson as Hansel. And they came out and they rocked the fashion show and they they were wearing their threads. And then literally they just didn't even say a word, they just walked the runway. And that was the viral video that hit yesterday announcing that Zoolander 2 is officially coming. Very, very smart thing to do, to do it at a real fashion show. Um, so we posted that clip up. You can see it on our Facebook and our Twitter page. It is so, so cool. Um, and then along with that, the article came out after officially announcing that Zoolander 2, yes, indeed, is coming, and it will be hitting screens a lot sooner than you thought, less than a year away. It will hit on February 12th, 2016. So that means they're going to start filming this thing any day now and get this baby knocked out. I'm excited because we're less than a year away from me rocking some blue steel and some magnum and getting Zoolander 2. So Awesome, man. February 12, 2016. Um, we posted the full trailer for Powers, the uh, PlayStation show I was talking about. So if you want to check out that trailer, you can see that. Um, Lauren German has joined Fox's uh, Lucifer TV show as the female lead. She's pretty hot, so I'll take that. Uh, Tim Burton uh, has been signed to uh, work with Disney Pictures, and he's going to be directing the live-action Dumbo movie. Yes, live-action. It'll be a a mix of CG and live-action footage. Um, But yeah, kind of crazy Tim Burton taking the lead on this one with um, Dumbo. Ben Foster has been signed to join Tom Hanks in Ron Howard's uh, Da Vinci Code sequel of Inferno. He'll be playing a villain in the film. So that's really cool. 
Um, rumor, remember this is just a rumor, I like to state these things, they're just rumors. Rumor has it that Warner Brothers is pursuing Chris Pine to uh, be the new Green Lantern when the character is rebooted. He will be the new Hal Jordan taking over for Ryan Reynolds. Uh, no word yet on still if they're going to completely reboot the character, if it's going to be a semi-sequel to the Ryan Reynolds film. Uh, no word on how they're kind of handling that. And once again, this is just a very, very big rumor. Um, so take it with a grain of salt. But hey, you never know. I think Chris Pine would be a great pick for Hal Jordan. So I would be all about it. Captain Kirk, now it could be Green Lantern. Why not? So let's see what happens there. Uh, rumor has it also that Tron 3 is finally going to get rolling here in Vancouver uh, in October that they're going to start filming. This is not a, a confirmation from the studio. Basically what happened is the studio, another studio in Vancouver uh, has some records on file that basically says, hey, in this month this is, this is happening here, and this month this is happening here. And their paperwork says in October Tron 3 is shooting with the same director, Garrett Hendlin's coming back. So this stuff got leaked out, which basically is why everybody's running with, oh, Tron 3 is coming, you know, because it was, you know, but who knows when this was scheduled? Who knows when Disney said, hey, let's go ahead and lock down that October spot and we'll do Tron 3, but maybe it's not ready. I mean, the, the studio hasn't said, yes, Tron 3 is coming. So I don't know. I don't really want to get too excited. I did really like Tron Legacy, and I'd be interested to see a Tron 3, but I don't know where this is truly coming from other than a random, you know, the studio is, is secured to film this movie uh, in October. So we might finally be getting it. The studio hasn't come out yet and said no. So we'll keep you posted. We'll let you know if anything changes on Tron 3. But it could be shooting in Vancouver starting in October. Early Avengers 2 box office predictions have been released. Um, and um, just to set the the record, uh, the Avengers Part 1, when it was released a couple years ago, it opened to $207 million at the box office, which is the number one biggest opening of all time. No film has ever gone over $200 million. Uh, 207 is what Avengers made. It's still the record holder for the biggest opening weekend. According to this box office site, based on some pre-sale numbers and just kind of word of mouth and everything like that, they are predicting Avengers Age of Ultron is going to open to $217 million. Now, I know a lot of studio estimates a couple months ago were saying, oh, it's not going to make as much, it probably won't even hit $200 million. And now they're saying 217. So that's insane right there. If it does, that is incredible. Um, I will be there. I plan to do the double feature with uh, Geeky Pat, uh, possibly Peeps, and uh, my brother-in-law. We're going to go check out the double feature in IMAX of Avengers 1 and Avengers 2 uh, on April 30th. Of course, AMC Theaters and Regal Entertainment are doing the massive Marvel movie marathon, which is 27 hours long, and you'll see all 11 films back-to-back. As much of a fan I am, I did Phase 1 Marathon, which was 15 hours. That killed me. And you're just, you're so dead by the time the new movie starts that it's almost not even worth it. So, uh, we'll just do the double feature. Uh, But yeah, 217 million is what is being predicted uh, for Avengers 2. Miles Teller uh, is going to be starring in a new film called The Life and Times of the Stopwatch Gang. 
Kate Mara is going to star in the new Ridley Scott-produced sci-fi thriller called Morgan. Josh Dumal and Alice Eve are going to star in a new legal thriller called Beyond Deceit. Comedy Central has ordered Hannibal Burris comedy series. He's going to have a new show over on Comedy Central. Elizabeth Banks and Paul Giamatti are going to star in HBO's Billie Jean King, uh, Bobby Riggs movie. BBC has renewed Gillian Anderson and Jamie Dorman's thriller The Fall for a third season. Christine Taylor has boarded the NBC comedy called Sharing. Uh, at least 20 new Star Wars books will be de- debuting before the end of the year, so that's crazy. Um, it's insane. Uh, sorry to all the Ascension fans over on Sci-Fi. Sci-Fi will not be bringing the show back as a series, uh, but is looking at the potential of doing like... Uh, you know, like a mini-series or specials, doing something with the Ascension series, uh, but it will not be back as an actual series moving forward on sci-fi. Uh, sorry to all the PS4 fans that were looking forward to the new Uncharted 4. Uncharted 4, just this morning, has been delayed to spring 2016. They say the game is so ambitious, and they're trying to push the PS4 platform so far in realism, and everything they're trying to do with it, there's just too many bugs, and they don't want to put out a shitty half ass game. So they're pushing it back to next year, just to make sure it is perfect. So i got to give them props for that. Danny Trejo has joined the From Dust Till Dawn TV series over on the El Rey Network. That's coming back for Season 2. You can watch Season 1 right now on Netflix. Uh, but Season 2 is coming, and Danny Trejo, of course, will be joining that with his boy Robert Rodriguez, who is the executive producer on it. And True Blood star uh, Tara Buck has joined Pee Wee Herman's new movie, Big Holiday. Pee Wee's Big Holiday that's coming to Netflix. So she has just joined the cast on that. Woo! And that's your news, my friends, of the week. Let's get over to our box office breakdowns and our release uh, releases. In on DVD and Blu-ray right now, uh, this week is Night at the Mu- Night, of, Night at the Museum: Secret of the Tomb. That is the only big wide release for this week uh, on Blu-ray and DVD. So check out the new, uh, third Night at the Museum movie and the last real big theatrical release for Robin Williams. Very sad. Uh, in theaters on Friday will be the new Liam Neeson film Run All Night and Cinderella. Cinderella is projected right now to hit almost $65 million in its opening weekend, so that's going to be a big hit right there. Uh, I'm trying to drag Geeky Pat to go see Run All Night, though. Uh, that's what <laughs> I want to go see, uh, is Liam Neeson kick some more ass uh, as he, he's uh, you know on the run. And here's our box office, coming in number 10 is Unfinished Business. Yes, number 10. That new Vince Vaughn movie that I reviewed at the beginning of the show that I gave 2 out of 5 stars to. Vince Vaughn's worst showing ever for a wide-release movie at the box office. Unfinished Business barely hit the top 10, only bringing in $4.8 million. That is a massive bomb, and it's very unfortunate. Coming in number 9 is The Duff with 4.9 million. Number 8 is The Lazarus Effect with 5.1 million. 
Number seven is McFarland USA with 5.3 million. Number six is Fifty Shades of Grey with 5.6 million. Number five is the SpongeBob movie Sponge Out of Water with 7 million. Number four is Kingsman The Secret Service with 8.3 million. Number three is another debut. It's the second best exotic Marigold Hotel bringing in 8.6 million dollars. Number two is Focus the Will Smith movie it was number one last weekend. It's number two this week bringing in another 10 million. And your number one movie of the weekend is of course Chappie uh, but Chappie performing even lower in expectations than anybody everybody thought it was going to hit about the 20 million mark it only brought in 13.3 so a very weak number one for Chappie it is number one nonetheless but only 13.3 million this movie will probably lose money uh, and, and be considered a bomb one of the bombs of the year so that's a little unfortunate there for Chappie um, you know only bringing in 13 million when it should have at least brought in 20 over the weekend uh, so that's your box office, ladies and gentlemen, and that will do it for us. Uh, we're right at that hour mark, so beautiful. I love how it just pans out that way. Uh, I don't even plan on it, and I just always seem to end the show right at an hour mark. It's just, you know, it's fate. Uh, I'd like to thank you so much for tuning in once again. I want to thank everybody that's been sending uh, words of encouragement and and props and everything on Twitter, uh, people that have been showing their love once again. Um, we had a lot of love last week, and especially, you know, with the launch of Red Dragons Assemble and stuff, and I just want to say thanks once again. We do it for the people. You know, I'm here every week uh, doing it because I love it, but doing it also because I love, you know, giving you guys the news and keeping you informed and having you say, hey, I, I heard that on Am I on the Air. Um, you could follow us on Twitter at Am I on the Air. You can follow me on Twitter at DXDonMega. Uh, you can like us on Facebook over at Facebook.com slash Am I on the Air once again. Uh, you definitely want to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter so you can get all this news. We news blast a couple times a day, and you'll get this news as it drops. Breaking news, trailers, posters, everything. Please like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter so you have all of that stuff. Um, our official webpage is amiontheair.com, bookmark it, you can listen to the shows, you can look at movie reviews, you can watch trailers, um, it's all right there on amiontheair.com. I'd like to shout out reddragonsradio.com, our affiliate, this is where we broadcast every week at reddragonsradio.com, you can listen to Am I on the Air, you can listen to Am I Still on the Air, you can listen to Red Dragons Assemble, you can listen to This Week with the Geek, the People's Forum, and we got some other shows in the works, it's going to be, it's beautiful, just bookmark it, if you love podcasts, check it out. You can also listen to us on Spreaker and Stitcher and TuneIn. We're all over the place. Of course, we're on iTunes as well. Download, rate, subscribe. Give us a thumbs up and let us know we're doing a good job. I appreciate it. Subscribe to us on YouTube. It's youtube.com slash am I on the air. Once again, Instagram at am I on the air. All over the place. Just search am I on the air and I'm sure you'll find us. Uh, my name is Don Mega. I appreciate you tuning in, and we'll catch you next time on another brand new edition of Am I on the Air? Peace. Red Dragons!